Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the 10th day of October 2020. We're broadcasting today from North Central, West Virginia. And today we're going to go back to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, beginning with verse 14. Going to focus on one verse today, and then be going to Isaiah chapter 6. I'm going to talk about a very important subject, which can, can certainly not be exhausted. I'm going to talk about the holiness of God, by which the scriptures are going to say, No man shall see the Lord unless we're holy. So let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to expound your word, the word that will... Go forth and never come back, boy, but we'll do that, what you sent it to do. And we thank you for that today, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, to anoint it. We ask you to save souls, to deliver and set free. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, and the writer writes, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. That's a statement that is an absolute. We're going to talk today about the holiness of God and how we as fallen creatures can possibly become holy. But first of all, he says, follow peace with all men. Now, We live in a world where we look around and we see there's not much peace and not much continuity between people today. Uh, The world, the nation, is certainly uh, at at odds. Uh, There is great what division in this nation today. And the Bible declares, even in the last days, men shall cry, peace, peace, but sudden what? Destruction. So the will not be any peace on this earth until the Prince of Peace comes back. But in our personal lives, we need to pursue peace with all men. In other words, do the best that you can to get along with those around and about you. Don't be an agitator, an instigator. Follow peace, That's what the Bible says, with all men. Romans twelve eighteen. Paul wrote, If it be possible... As much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. In other words, don't add to the chaos. Uh, of course, taking our stand for God is of, of the utmost importance. We uh, stand on the, the Word of God. We are called not to compromise the Word of God. The Word of God is the most important words ever spoken in the world, in time and space. But you know what the Bible says, the meek shall inherit the earth. I've heard it said that meekness is is what not necessarily a sign of weakness. 
The Bible says to be slow to speak and slow to anger. But we live in a society today that is apt to jump up anytime something goes on and express their opinion, opinionated people, which it's not wrong to have one, but maybe sometimes you know, we just don't need to express it. You say, well, that's not boldness. Well, sometimes it's wisdom. Sometimes you have to pick your battles. So the word of God says, follow peace with all men. And Paul said, if it be possible and lie within you with the help of God, of course. Then he goes on to say, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, that doesn't, that means exactly what it says, that without holiness, no man woman, boy, or girl, shall see the Lord. Now, I've read the Bible. I've had it taught to me since I was a child. And from what I gather and what I see in the Bible, there's only one holy, and that's God Almighty. His creatures, basically men, those who were made a little lower than the angels, are certainly not holy. The Bible teaches that we were born and conceived in sin. The moment we are born, we have a sin problem. And when we come to the age of accountability, in other words, when we know what's going on in our lives, when we are right mentally about our lives, then we see that we have a sin problem, and that sin problem has to be addressed and we cannot, by no means, save ourselves or get rid of the sin by ourselves. The only way that we do that is when we accept the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible said the perfect man of God, a man, died on a cross 2,000 years ago. God condescended. The Bible says in John 1.14 that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. John said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Takes away the sin of the world. So the world, and I've said it many, many times on this broadcast, has a sin problem. What we see going on in the world today is a product of a three-letter word, S-I-N. And it was addressed at the cross 2,000 years ago in the perfect sacrifice of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he's the only way that man can overcome his sin and become holy in the eyes of God. Now, there's no sinless perfection. As long as we're in the flesh, we're apt to fail and will fail. But Paul said, press towards the high mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul wrote in Romans 6, shall we what? Shall we sin that grace may abound? He also said that sin shall not have dominion over you. But in chapter 7, he wrote of his own struggle with sin. The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I should do, he says, he says uh, uh, I, I'm just in a quandary. He said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? So how can a fallen creature become holy? This is what grace and mercy is all about. If you study the Old Testament, you'll find out that not just anybody could approach God. We know he visited many. He visited Moses, Abraham, 
The Bible declares and Moses says, show me yourself. And the Bible says, hide yourself in the cleft of the rock and I will pass by you. In other words, you cannot look upon me because you will die. The word of God says that there was a mountain Sinai that when Moses would go there, that, that thunders and lightnings and, and, and a fog and a mist, whatever it might be, would come down and the holiness of God was shown and people would tremble. It's called the terrible mountain. So me and you cannot stand in the presence of a thrice holy God without the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our life. It just can't be done. We can never have audience with God Almighty. Now the Bible says if we accept Christ, that that blood tears down the wall of petition that separates us from God, repairs the breach that's between God and man. And the Word of God says we can go boldly before the throne of God. Boldly. In our essence and ourself, no. Because Jesus Christ was holy, we can come before God. And when we come before God, He doesn't look at us, broken and fallen man. He looks at the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says all things are made new when we accept Him. So we can, we can come before God, and the Bible says, with our supplications and with our prayers and make our needs be known to God Almighty through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man comes unto the Father except it be through me. Jesus is the Holy One of Israel, the perfect Lamb of God. No guile found in his mouth. The perfect sacrifice. He was put to shame. The Bible says he was crucified outside the city. Took my reproach and your reproach. Purchased us off the auction block of sin and made a way for us today. And is still doing that. That we can approach a God that in olden times, that if people didn't do it right, they died. The Bible says it's a fearful thing to be in the hands of an angry God. Now, the system, of course, of the priest, once a year, the Bible declares that, that they would go behind the veil, the holy of holies, but not without blood, and they would go twice, once for themselves and, and once for the people. And if their life was not consecrated and dedicated and they were not where they should be, the Bible says that to put bells on their feet, and if those bells quit ringing, then... God did not accept the man or the priest and they had to be drug out. He's holy, people. He's holy. We just cannot take that for granted that a thrice holy God would be mindful of us when he doesn't really have to be. But the Bible says he would that none would perish. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the word of God says he is holy. Uh, we can read about the annual rite or the day of what atonement in Hebrews 9 and Leviticus chapter 16, verse 16 and 23. And in the New Testament, holiness is clearly attached to the Holy Spirit of God, spoken about some 89 times in the New Testament. So God's, God's plan, God's passion from the beginning uh, is to bring the universe back into a holy dwelling place for, for himself and those that have accepted him. A new heaven and a new earth. 
which is explained in Revelation 21 and 22. So the, what, the word of God declares in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 16, Wherefore, gird up your loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance or not knowing, but as he which have called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So we go to Rome, I'm sorry, we go to Isaiah chapter 6. Talk about the holy and the God of glory, the Lord of glory. And we see here that Isaiah the great prophet had a vision of heaven. Of the throne of God. Let's start reading there. In the year that King Uzziah died, I, I saw also the Lord sitting up on a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. In the year Uzziah died, now Uzziah was a good king, and then he was a bad king. He was the king that died with leprosy, and you can read about that in Second Chronicles 26. Uh, 1 through 15 about being a good king, Second Chronicles 26, 16 through through what? 23. And he died a leper and was succeeded by his son Jotham, who did right, and then by wicked Ahaz. But this is the year that King Uzziah died. Now Isaiah said, I saw also the Lord setting upon a throne. Listen, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. High and Lifted up above all things. God's a sovereign God. God is still in charge. In John 12 and 41, these things said Isaiah, whom he saw his glory and spake of him. So the Lord's sitting upon a throne, a place of authority, a place of majesty. And... Many say that what I, who, who Isaiah saw was who is Jehovah is actually a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord and Savior through Jesus Christ. So the, the Word of God says all things were made by him and for him, that, that, that the person of Christ was also the creator. And he saw him high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, filled it to what? Great capacity. His him or his skirt. Now, we, 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 we know about the woman with the blood problem. And the Word of God says that she was struggling to get through the crowd. And, and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Okay. Every part of him is holy. Every part of him is anointed. And the Word of God says, you know, the story or what happened was that she finally got to him and touched the hem of his garment. And he looked around and he said, virtue has left me. In other words, somebody has touched me. And we know this woman, the Word of God, said it suffered for 12 years, was healed by the power of God, and because of his holiness, because of his authority. He has every right to be where he's at. He's sovereign. He's high, and he's lifted up. And the Bible says if we lift up Jesus Christ as being the Holy One of Israel, 
that he will that that he will draw people unto himself. He will draw all men, the Bible says, unto himself. Verse two, Isaiah six, and above it stood seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. Now these seraphims. That word seraphim means burning one, a coppered collar creature with six wings. Now fire with a burning one indicates the holiness of God. It indicates that God is a God that answers by fire. The Bible declares that fire is a purifier, a cleanser. He shall, we shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Holy Spirit, if we allow him to operate in our lives, is our sanctifier. He burns out the sin within our lives. The Bible says we are washed by the Word of God. The Word is the Logos. The Word is Jesus Christ. So this 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 great creature, this creature, he was created. But we're going to find out he's got a job to do, and he did it well. Had six wings of twenty covered with twenty covered his feet and twenty he did fly. Verse three, and one cried unto another, seraphims, plural, and said, "What holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts? The whole earth, listen, is full of His glory." This is the introduction that the prophet got. Wasn't. Isaiah, this is the Lord, Lord, this is Isaiah. No, he saw him high and lifted up. And the first thing that was spoken was, Holy, holy, holy. The only holy one. Now, people can call themselves holy all they want to, and they're not holy unless they have the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 4, John saw in verse 8, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about them, and they were full of eyes within, and rest not day and night. This is what they did, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. God Almighty, the Holy One. Listen to me now. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of angel armies, battles, uh, talking about a, even a warfare, that God is a warring God per se, that, that, that God is almighty, high and lifted up, and he's holy. Once again, I revert back to how can we, as Mere humans approach a thrice, three times a holy God. And the whole earth is full of his glory. Now, I can't imagine what this prophet was thinking when he was taken to the throne room. The Bible declares, Paul said there was one, some believe it was him, some believe it wasn't him, that he said was whether in the body or out of the body, was taken to heaven and was not allowed to speak the things in which they saw. See? Because God's holy. He's holy. We can't stand before him, like I said before, unless it be through the blood 
of Jesus Christ. We can't be reconciled to him unless it be through the blood of Jesus Christ. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. In other words, a pulsating, a power, an essence, illuminated. God is light. All good things come down from the Father of lights. Looking at the king of the universe, the creator of the universe. And the Bible says the house was filled with smoke. Now the old time preachers called it the Shekinah glory. Or the dwelling place where the, where, uh, uh, where the presence of God is. Now we find in Second Chronicles chapter 5 verse 13 and 14. It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, that when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for he is for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord have filled the house of God, the Shekinah glory. This is talking about the dedication of the temple of Solomon where God showed up, where men were right-minded. Verse 5. Now, we see the reaction of Isaiah, which should be all of our reactions. He wasn't standing up. He became, I believe, limp as a dish rag, so to speak. And it, it affected him. All of a sudden, humanity come in contact with deity and humanity realized man I am undone let's see what it says here then said I woe is me <laughs> see his reaction that should be all of our reactions for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Mm. See how it changed him? All of a sudden he become humbled. And the Bible says, humble yourself before God in due time you'll be exalted. You cannot be in the presence of God and not be humbled. You can't be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and God Almighty and Him not show you your weakness and your unworthiness to come before the throne of God without the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, woe is me, I am undone. Lord, I need help. I need help. So Daniel had a vision of him. Uh, that's in Daniel 10. I'm, I'm going to read that. And you, you can read Daniel 10, verse 6, 7, and 8. And um, he brought to silence the man. And the man become broken before God which is a reaction that all men, we find that John, when he was showed the glorified Christ in Revelation, they became weak and limp. Daniel became weak and limp when he was exposed to a holy God. Men become weak and limp when they're exposed to a holy God. Listen, we're not holy in ourselves. Never will be. 
can't be but in him. In him, the Bible says we're kings and priests. In him, we are made new. We are lifted up to a level. But we must come before him broken and contrite. You cannot come before God with an arrogant spirit. He will not accept it. It must be a broken and a contrite spirit. He said, I am a man of unclean lips. Hmm. Or polluted lips. In other words, speaking. <laughs> How many times do we speak things we shouldn't speak in the course of a day? How many times have we said in our lives, man, I wish I hadn't have said that. Because it's not godly. And we have to repent. Because sometimes we blurt out. We say things we shouldn't say. We think things we shouldn't think. We're not perfect. We haven't made it yet. Paul says, I haven't arrived yet. But I'm pressing toward the high mark of the high calling. Where is it at? In Christ Jesus, the hope of glory. And this is, the, this is the purpose of this broadcast, to lift up Jesus Christ, that all men might be drawn unto him. Don't look to men for you. Don't even look to churches or preachers. Look unto the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be involved in the church. Get you a pastor. It's needed. But there are men, too, and, and also women. And God, God called the fivefold ministry, but they're not perfect people. Only one perfect. Get your eyes on Jesus Christ and get your eyes off of everything else. In these days in which we're living, your eyes must be fixed on him. Must be. Amen. The psalmist David said, my heart is fixed toward you. In other words, let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth. And he says, I dwell in the midst of a people. He was speaking for the nation of Israel. We know he addressed him in chapter 1. You can read how God dressed him down through the prophet. Told him how unclean they were. Told him they were sick from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Then he said, come and let us reason together that though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. He said, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, all capitals, which is Jehovah, which indicates Christ. the Lord of hosts. Verse 6. Now, we're going to find out that Isaiah didn't even request this. He was broken before God. This is the mercy of God that comes into place here. This is the mercy of God as this man, this, this great prophet, wrote 66 chapters, talk, talked about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ more than any other Prophet talked about the thousand-year reign. Talked about what was coming in the future. A great man of God, but yet standing before God, realizing his unholy state, and he said, "I have a need." And he he stressed that need because he says, "Woe is me, man! I, I I'm undone. I can't I can't survive this unless I get a touch." But never asked for it. He was broken. He was contrite. He was, he was acknowledging his weakness and God's sovereignty. Then, verse 6, Then flew one of the seraphims, the burning ones, unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which had been taken with the tongs from off the altar. Mm. A live coal in his hands, a cleansing agent. A cleansing agent. 
So without Isaiah taking any action on his own, he was offered the gift of forgiveness and cleansing. And through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, this is what God's doing today through him. He's the answer to your undoneness today, my undoneness. He's the answer to your sin and my sin. This is how we see God. We see God through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus Christ. And he cleanses us with his blood. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, For by grace ye are saved through faith, that not of yourselves, listen, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. And that word stoner, a hot coal, actually means burning pavement. Now, how many has been out alongside and seen people laying asphalt, that burning? Can you imagine that being applied to your lips? But this is, this is what happened. This, this was a purging. Verse 7. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this have touched thy lips. Listen, and thy iniquity, that word means lawlessness, rebellion against God, is taken away and thy sin purged. Of course, that's a type of Christ. But you've got to go back to verse 5. Woe is me. Woe is me. Unless you're broken, recognizing, acknowledging your brokenness, acknowledging your need of Christ, he can't help you. Never can he bless or what visit a, a, a spirit of pride. He can't do it. He won't do it. And thy sin is purged or covered, uh, means cleansed, to forgive, mercy, reconcile, atonement. Psalms 116 and 12, What shall I render unto the Lord? What can I do for all his benefits towards me? <laughs> can you pay him back? No, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. And we... We go on and read in verse 8 talking about the message he takes back and how Israel rejects the message and how God brings upon them judicial blindness for a time and for a season. But I want to read those first, first, first seven verses that you might know what this great man of God saw and what the result of his brokenness was. You've got to be broken before God. Without holiness, no man shall what? See God. That's just a fact. That's just the truth. You're not holy enough. You, don't, you can't do enough. You can't uh, pray enough, read enough. You can't do enough to satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God. Be ye holy, he says, even as what? I am holy. You want to see him? You've got to receive Christ. And you got to be broken. You've got to confess your sins before him. You've got to repent. And the word of God says in Romans chapter 10, it says, If thou shalt confess, 10-9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto what righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With a brokenness and with a contriteness. With a brokenness and with a contriteness. Do you know him today? Do you know him? You can't, you can't stand before God without him. You can't, you can't make heaven your home without him. You need him today. If you're not holy in Christ, we've, all, we've already, praise God, established that in yourself and in ourselves, we are not holy. Jesus said there's none good. That's what he said. There's none good. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ is your answer today. Seek him or he may be found. The Bible declares his arm is not shortened or is his ear cauliflowered that he cannot hear the cries of his people. Cry out unto the Lord. Seek him while he may be found. And the Bible says if you call upon his name, you shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin. Saved from hell. Saved from an eternity that you do not want to experience. We're all eternal beings. We're going to live somewhere. In a conscious state of mind. A lot of people, they do not believe that. But that's what the Bible teaches. Amen. Daniel, read it. Look it up. It talks about two resurrections. Some will be what? Resurrected unto life and hope. And some unto eternal damnation. There's two judgments. The judgment seat of Christ. The Bema seat. The one you want to be at. And the white throne. Where the words will be spoken. Depart from ye workers of iniquity. Because I knew you not. And the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. And your life depends. And stems upon how do you receive Christ? How do you perceive him today? If you read the word of God, the Holy Ghost will reveal you. If, if you ask him to reveal himself, then he'll do it. But if you're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, if you're hauled between two opinions, listen, he's God. He's Lord. And he's coming back soon. And the word of God talks about the future. And the future for those that believe is bright. Even in sad times and bad times and hard times and perilous times in which we are living. If your hope is in Christ. Then you have a, an anchor of hope. And you're anchored to that great bedrock which is Christ Jesus. He said upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Against that which I have built in the Bible and purchased with his own blood. And he's the chief cornerstone. Do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. If you need saved, he'll save you. If you need healed, he'll heal you. If you need delivered, he'll deliver you. If you need, if you need a way to be made, he is the way. And he'll make a way where there is no way. Because he's God. And he loves you. And he's waiting on you today. To make you justified before God to make you righteousness in his righteousness because he's the only one the only one that is father we thank you Lord, for this opportunity to speak your word today and we ask you whoever listened to this broadcast that Lord you touch them if they need save save them if they need deliver deliver them 
whatever needs to be done in their lives, Father. You know exactly what they're going through. You're mindful of us. So the very hairs on our head are numbered. You know exactly where we're at. And you would that none would perish. We ask you today, Lord, that you work miracles in people's lives. Bring revival to people's hearts and minds. Lord, give people hope today that have no hope. Touch those that are oppressed and depressed by the powers of darkness today and set them free. Set them free, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Break those chains today. You're a chain-breaking God, and you love us. And in the name of Jesus, chains break. Things begin to happen in that mighty name and through your blood. We thank you today, and we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. We'll be posting these broadcasts to be in our talk radio on Facebook, Truth in the Word on on Facebook, Pastor James Newsom, and and also Bible Church of God. And if you have any comments or questions, feel feel free to to shoot us a message. Also, we have an email address, which is truth in the word seven 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 at gmail.com. That's truth in the word seven 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 at gmail.com. So God bless till next time. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. Leads me beside the waters of rest.